CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 85. This one's going to be a unique episode. From the great outdoors. Because we were making this plan. We're like, this is how it all started. Dog walking. Talking about gym things. We're like, we should start a podcast. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm literally walking like a good 10 feet behind you. (laughs) Just so the mics don't pick it up. (laughs) Oh, boy. Tucker's here with us, too. Alrighty. Episode 85 is all going to be about success and, like, what that needs to look like for yourself. How do you, I don't want to say define success because that's, that's not the right word. Like I'm not looking for a definition, but how do you set yourself up for success? Is that how I want to pose that question? Um, I think so. Like, so you've got a goal. How are you measuring success there? That may be how I want to say it, measuring. Measuring and setting yourself up for success there. Oh, that was hard. I think that's a really important step when you're first like setting out to accomplish something. Um, Like when we speak from a nutrition program or even just a fitness, like anything in general, it's, you can get caught up in like, I want to lose 10 pounds but that is something that is so out of your control, like whether you actually lose those 10 pounds, right? So Mm -hmm. one of the questions that I ask my clients is like, what is your definition of success? Like after 12 weeks, how would you know that you had been successful? And if the answer revolves around like, oh, I've lost 10 pounds, we got to go a different direction. I'm looking for something that is like execution-based or, you know, like... I want to feel some way in that, in that type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's how I approach most of my nutrition clients, at least for sure. It's like, what do your eating habits look like now? And, or how would you describe your relationship with your nutrition and in X, Y, Z months or whatever, what do you want that to look like? Those are some great questions. Thanks. Yeah. I like those ones because And honestly, when they say them, it is super simple things. It's like, I want to have an understanding of portion control and I want to make better choices, like super simple. And it has nothing to do with the scale, right? And like, again, like you said, that stuff is out of our control, but these things that we actually want 
are doable and will make us feel successful. One of the things that one of my clients said to me one time was, I want to feel accomplished. And I remember when they told me that, I was like, damn, that is such a good one, you know? And so then the next follow-up question is like, well, what does feeling accomplished like look like? Like, what do you have to do in order to feel accomplished? And everything that that, that person gave me was all process-based. Like, I want to be able to do this, this, and this. Even though like the ultimate goal was like weight loss and performance gains, right? So she had already steered herself in a certain direction in her expectation of the execution of the program, which I thought was fantastic. It's funny you say that because I've noticed I've been ending my personal training sessions with, do you feel accomplished? And what comes over that question? They're usually like, yeah, that was great. Like, I feel, I feel like it just, it kind of just, like, I want to say summarizes, but like summarizes the feeling that they achieved in that session, right? Like, is what we did today, like, did it meet what you needed from this today? Like, do you feel accomplished? And they're always like pretty pumped about it. And I think it's important to like set these standards early, if not on the first day because there's going to be times where like mentally you're going to challenge your success, you know, where we get distracted and we get caught up on some of the things that are like ultimately out of our control. And then you can just like wheel it in and turn around and be like, okay, here's what I originally started out with. Like, where am I on track in regards to that? And I think that kind of like takes the pressure off of maybe not performing or you know, maybe some of the things not going the way you expected them to. And I think we talked about this before, um, closer to the beatdown last year, because I had a client who was like super stressed out about like not being good enough and like, we're not going to finish in the top five. And it's like, okay, cool. Like maybe, but define success. Like what will be success for you for this weekend? And like, what will that look like? And what will that feel like? And how will you know that you were successful on your terms? Not like, oh, we finished last or whatever that looks like. Um, and it kind of just changed their experience and their mindset, which made it 10 times more enjoyable versus like being so bogged down by a leaderboard or something like that. Which can be such like a deep, dark hole to get caught in, right? Yep. And you just like start swirling and you're like, man, how do I get out of this? Like nothing is going my way. This sucks. And, and then just turning around and be like, yep, this is what it's actually all about. Yeah. I've gone through this lots. Do you have a specific example that you want to share? My, my entire competitive CrossFit career was about this. <laughs> yeah. And then like, just from an everyday perspective, you know, I do this myself with my own nutrition and my own expectations that way. I do this with my business goals, my, my relationship goals, like just everything. Just sometimes you get so distracted 
And I think you start paying attention to the noise more rather than keeping centered and grounded on like why you started out on this in the first place, you know? Um, what are some of the questions you ask yourself to like, like, again, define success for you or like outline what success is going to be in those certain areas of your life? I, so I suck at this. Like, to be honest, I suck at this. And I usually need the help of like a coach to help or like somebody on the outside just to be objective about it and like help me that way. Um, and once I learned the skill of how to do this, like I worked with sports life at that time. Right? And once I learned the skill of how to do this, one of the things I would do in specifically in my training sessions before I would start was, and, I, and this is also why I would handwrite out my workouts instead of just emailing them back and forth with my coach. Um, so when I would write my workout in my notebook at the top of the page where I wrote the date, I would also write like, what was my goal out of this particular session? So then I had that focus my entire session through that successful at the end of this workout. If I felt like or did this or whatever, right? so it's just like taking that small minute to think ahead and like plan your mindset, you know, and having someone there to like, Hey, teach me how to do this, but also be objective about it. Because the next step was, is I would review this with my coach like here's how I define my success in this session and like sometimes even just my own definition could not be ideal right because in that time I may have picked something super outcome based like well I'd be successful today if I hit 215 on my queen you know and then like obviously it doesn't go that way so there was a learning experience in something like that where my coach would pick out for me you know areas where you can make improvement in your mindset in regard to that like this is not how we define success. Like, yeah, objectively, but from something that's going to actually teach you something and that you can use going forward, that's an outcome goal, you know, and we want to be process orientated. How long in your like CrossFit Games career did it take you to learn that lesson? I'm going to call it a lesson because it's something that needs to be learned when the legless rope climb the first event the first time through didn't go my way and i was like, uh okay crap. <laughs> yeah i was like crap there's more to this right because i was so focused on at that time punching my ticket um you know there was a lot of external pressure there was internal pressure especially and my sole focus was on like my success being determined whether I, I hit that ticket or not. And so ultimately when the event fell apart and I just could not mentally recover from failing at that event and knowing that my ticket was essentially slipping through my hands, um, I didn't possess those skills to recover. So that started, that was a catalyst for me digging deeper into my mentality and my mindset behind how I approached everything, my expectations and the amount of pressure that I put on myself in regards to those expectations. So that moment I would say was a catalyst. But I mean, when I look a little bit further, like I know you asked about my CrossFit career specifically, but like my basketball career before that was the same thing too, was, you know, just my coach pointing out that like, it's not about actually winning or losing the game. You know, here's opportunities to work on your leadership skills. Here's opportunities to do 
this better and this better and like you know just like small wins that aren't locked on the win or loss of the of the game can i circle back to your crossfit games experience because legless rope climbs appeared in the last year you competed um in regionals how was your experience different after having put that lesson to work it's funny that you bring that up because it was on my facebook memories in the last couple of days <laughs> yeah, like the rerun of the event time, isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um, so that was like two years of working with a sports psych and working through some of this stuff. And when I saw that event come back up, it like, it wasn't the same event, but it was something similar. My sole like focus at that time was just like being okay with the outcome of how that went, but, be, but I had done all this preparation leading up to it. So however it went, it went, but I was okay with what happened because I had put in the work prior. So I had like confidence built and it was a little bit different. You know, I wasn't like trying to win the event or anything. I was so like focused on just rep after rep, doing the exact same thing, being within what I knew was comfortable for myself. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. So that when I came down off the rope on that last one and I ran like I love that moment it was a video that showed up on my Facebook memory that actually my sports psych had captured off the live feed of me running down the the lane line to cross the red mat at the end and I just had like this smile on my face and you could just tell like my body posture was so relaxed and like relieved right because I had spent two years working for that moment specifically <laughs> which is ironic like because like I was in the 20th place or something you know so I wasn't even in a qualifying position but that moment wasn't about that yeah yeah that, that's cool would you and I think in in your example it's quite clear that there's like a maturity thing that has to happen in order to be able to switch from outcome-based to process-based success um how quickly do you find that that changes with your clients yeah that's a tough one because you nailed it right there like it's it's an experience thing right and it's an it's a maturity thing because as human beings we're so drawn to the shiny object and then like a weight loss experience that shiny object is is the 10 pounds right mm -hmm. yeah so hang on i just got a call tucker we're gonna interrupt this podcast to call tucker <laughs> Sorry guys, technical difficulties. We've got a wandering dog. <laughs> but we're so distracted by that 10 pounds. And so the further away that 10 pounds starts to feel, what I mean by that is like you spend all this time doing the small things, going through your program, executing it day after day, like battling all these hard days and these millions of decisions you have to make. And let's say the scale never changes. So then you're distracted by this 10 pounds, right? And your focus loses off of you doing those small things. Like the thing that is getting you the, the bigger success in the big picture, right? Which is the small things. It's your execution. It's your day-to-day -day stuff. Not that 10 pounds on that scale. You're like, give me that goal. One of the best questions I love to ask is like, 
if not this goal, but when we have this conversation, outcome and progress goals, it's like, what is losing that pounds? Like, how is that going to change you? Right? Because you may weigh 180, right? When you come out in 12 weeks, in 70, like, does that actually change you? You know? I think that's one of the most... I want to say frustrating, but I say it like lightly because it like it doesn't bother me. But I just, from a coaching standpoint, you can see, and I'm going to say like you can see into the future. Like you know where you're taking this client. You know if they're going to put in the work, where you can get them to. And as a coach, it's not the ten pounds. It's the bigger things that they are just not focused on. So I find that super, like frustrating. And it's it's funny because I got a message from a client the other day who has weight loss goals for sure and other goals, um, but has been kind of bogged down by the lack of change in terms of the weight loss. And she sent me a message and she was like, thanks for this awesome session. Like I was in like a slump and I ended up lifting heavier than I ever thought. And it felt so good. And it's like, yes, like this is what I have been working on for you. Meanwhile, you've been maybe caught up in what is not happening, but like secretly I've been working on for these moments like as your coach I want these moments for you and we finally got them and I'm glad you were able to kind of see it sure we're not achieving the the bright shiny 10 pounds but like this is what we're actually doing and it's so cool when they finally can, can see that and you can kind of give that to them the reason being that we put so much focus on that stuff is because the success on the other things trickled down into everything else that you do. Like it has such an overlapping effect on the rest of your life. And that's why I say like, what is that 10 pounds actually going to change for you? Like nothing, yeah. but your ability to pre-plan, think ahead, mark out your priorities, execute on those priorities, like day after day after day, that's building you to be a more resilient human being amongst a million other traits that you're going to pick up along the way you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I hate, I, I don't, I shouldn't say I hate, just same as you, it, it frustrates me, but I say that lightly because yeah, it's just like, just hold the course. Like, I promise you just hold the course. Yeah. You know, yeah. Steer the ship back, right the ship because the good stuff is coming or the good stuff has already happened. You just haven't opened up your vision broad enough to like accept it. Yeah. And, and again, like frustrating may not be the right word and, and definitely lightly, but it's like, we've been in their situation before. Like we understand, like we are clients too. We have our own coaches. We've been, we've struggled and stuff. So it's like when you put in the time, it happens, but you just have to have the trust and the, and the willingness to put in that time and do the things. And I don't think there's enough focus or enough light on on the process. No. Yeah, we talk about it a lot, but intro point of view. Again, mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a maturity thing. It's a it's a like we, you know, you're trying to make a million changes at once this is something that will come over time as you can like step back and just take a bigger view on what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Cause nine times out of 10, when you get those questions like, Oh, I'm not seeing results or 
the scale hasn't moved or whatever it's typically because you got caught with blinders on you know you've narrowed right down onto like one thing well i think i think your journey is going to be more enjoyable when you have different measures of success than that objective 10 pounds or i want to lift xyz right because like you're checking the boxes off more regularly then there's just i think just because we're human beings and we want that instant gratification there just isn't that like immediate reward because you've checked off seven boxes in your day or something you know well, and then I feel like we don't put value towards I ate vegetables at every meal the same way as I would put towards I lost 10 pounds. I guess it's hard yeah. to eat vegetables at every meal. I totally like agree. Especially if you're putting the effort in to do it for breakfast, like good on you. Like that's hard. Cause it just, it seems so weird to turn around and be like, yeah, I eat vegetables for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get hyped up about that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I love talking about goal setting, but I love breaking it down into the more like minuscule pieces, minuscule detail of it, like versus process goals. Um, if you can understand that and like understand the merit in focusing on those process goals nine times out of ten you're gonna have far more success than you would have in the past when you get distracted by the shiny objects you know how do you remind yourself of those things like when you do start to feel distracted like how do you circle back well my immediate response is someone else's bringing me back to reality right like my coach mm -hmm. um and i mean that's the value in having that coach or that mentor whatever that role is for that person there for you is just again too because it is such a psychological dependence sometimes it's really pulling you and it's hard to take yourself out of that so to have that outside hand be able to grab you and just like bring you back in and be like no we're actually going this direction and you're like, oh yeah, right. Like, okay, I got off course. So the value in having that external person is tremendous, right? Um, but some of the other little tricks that I do is like I mentioned, like obviously what I was doing before was writing it down in my book, but how that has like carried on throughout the years was just having it visible somewhere in my, in my face, like all the time. So whether it's written on my bedroom mirror with a whiteboard marker, we're in the bathroom, I have a sticky note or in my office, the sticky note is on my computer. Like it's just always somewhere where I'm going to see it. That's going to keep me on course for what I'm doing. Right. Like if I wrote lose 10, 10 pounds on that sticky note, that would not be as powerful as like, sorry, I'm thinking some, you know, like I may, I could write like why walking the dog every day is important to me or, you know, something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. but nine times out of ten it's that external person just like pulling me back centering me shoulders the right direction like and now saying walk this way yeah yeah so episode episode 85 all about process and outcome goals what your measure of success should actually look like i think listener question this week should be 
Like, what is your measure of success right now on something that you're working towards or working on accomplishing? Did you have it set this way or did you change it after hearing us talk today? I think that's a good one. Okay, let's run with that. You, as always, you know how to send your answers to us. Um, follow our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then this is something that we readily talk about in our free Facebook group, um, Fitness, Health, Nutrition in Yorkton. So even if you're not from Yorkton, you can still join our link. I'll post the link in the show notes and just request access and come in. There's all kinds of free tools and tips and tricks and stuff that can benefit you on your journey. Um, yeah, that's a great location. No, I'm good. <laughs> Episode 85. Thanks for listening. Oh,